Good morning, uh, One Church, and uh, if you're tuning in from anywhere else, uh, maybe it's your first time or you're just browsing through our pages, you're super welcome. I hope that what I have to say to you today is going to change your world, change your life, encourage you. I know this to be true uh, because it's true in my life. Uh, God is for you. He cares about you. He loves you. And I hope that what I share with you this morning will help you to get to know him better. We all love a great comeback story, don't we? One of my favourites I've been following this year is Tyson Fury, the boxer, the heavyweight boxer. He won the title, the world title, from Deontay Wilder, the American, in a great victory just a few weeks ago. Uh, you know what made that victory so sweet? What made it such a great victory wasn't just that he had the skills in the ring to be able to win the fight, but it's what he came back from that made it so sweet. You see, just a year or two before, Tyson will tell the story that he'd reached a really dark place. He details uh, months of depression, struggling to leave the house, um, putting on loads of weight, and really feeling in a very um, mentally unhealthy place. But he came back. And when he came back and he got fit and he got back into the ring and he overcame some of those dark times in his life, and then won the belt, it made that victory that much sweeter. We love a great comeback story, don't we? Another great comeback story that I love is of an American man. And I'll tell you his, his name in a moment, but this guy, he overcame a lot of dark times. Uh, in his history, he'd uh, um, had a failed business that had left him in years and years worth of debt. He had repeated um, rejections from law school. He'd, he wanted to get into that. He tried to become a politician on a number of occasions, was rejected. Um, he never got enough votes. Uh, he just didn't seem to catch a break in that either. Um, his fiance that he'd fallen in love with was due to marry, unfortunately, sadly passed away. Um, he had a nervous breakdown and went through his own deeply dark mental health issues. He really did go through a lot of difficult times, but you know that, that man, he never gave up. He kept coming back. He went on to become the President of the United States of America. His name? Abraham Lincoln. Probably regarded as one of the greatest presidents the United States has ever had. Not just because he made great decisions in office, but because he was a comeback story. He was a guy who just kept coming back. In the Bible, I'm going to tell you the story about Peter, who also came back. You see, Peter went through a real dark time. You may know him as the uh, disciple of Jesus, the apostle who kind of largely led the early church, and all of that is true, but Peter had his own dark times. Um, and perhaps the most famous one is the one I'm about to tell you, uh, Peter denied knowing Jesus three times on Good Friday as Jesus went through his trial and crucifixion. Peter uh, had a real failure in this regard. He probably, in that period of time, never felt as low, as guilty, as ashamed as he was in those moments following his denial of Jesus. Just to give you some context around that failure, just to help you uh, understand what he went through, uh, Peter definitely knew who Jesus was. He really understood 
who Jesus was. Uh, we know that because of this. Uh, I'll read this to you from Matthew chapter 16, a conversation that Jesus and Peter had. It says this, when Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say that the Son of Man is? Well, they replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, some say Jeremiah or one of the other prophets. Then he asked them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. This was a wow response from Peter. Uh, even Jesus commended him for this response because here's what he was saying. Now, I don't think you're just a prophet or, or a teacher or a good person like, like everyone else says. Now, I, I believe you are the Messiah. Now, the Messiah means the promised one, the one coming to save the world from our our sins. You see, all through the, the, the Old Testament, it prophesied there'd be a time when uh, a saviour, a person would come and and save us from our predicament and restore us into relationship with God. A, a Messiah was going to come and they were waiting for this Messiah. And Peter accurately uh, understood Jesus was that Messiah. And he said, you're him. You're the one that we've been waiting for, the one that's going to save us. But more than that, he also calls him the son of the living God. I mean, he goes on and says, you're, you're the Messiah, but you're also God in flesh. You're not just a man. You're a God man. He understood Jesus was a part of the Trinity, the deity, the, the God in flesh on earth with us. Like, wow, that's an incredible revelation. Peter, more than anybody else, knew who Jesus was. That's the context you have to understand around this failure. Because when Peter denied even knowing Jesus, he was going back on all that he knew to be true deep within him. I, I sometimes talk about the, the height and the depth and the width of failure. And, and for Peter, the height of the failure was pretty high. You see, uh, along with this story, he'd also said to Jesus at another point in time, I'm ready to die for you, Jesus. Like that was the level of his commitment and his conviction about who Jesus was. He'd said those words, I'm ready to die for you. So, so to go from that height of commitment to a place where he denied even knowing Jesus was such a fall, such a height of failure. But then there's also the depth of failure. You see, Peter was one of the three disciples that were the closest to Jesus. He was an intimate friend of Jesus. He wasn't just a follower. He knew Jesus and Jesus knew him. And they'd exchanged in those three years great uh, respect and love and trust and admiration for each other. It was the deepest kind of friendship. And so the depth of his failure was that not just that he'd fallen from a height of, of commitment or, or denied knowing Jesus, but that he'd given, betrayed, given up on his closest uh, friend, you know. And then there's the width of the failure. You see, the height of the failure, he fell from such a great lofty promise. The depth of the failure is friendship with Jesus. But then the width of the promise was that he didn't just deny him once, but then twice and three times he denied even knowing Jesus. 
I can imagine that Peter in this time felt that the height and the depth and the width of his failure was too much to come back from. I can imagine him awake at night with the pain of knowing he'd let Jesus down. Have you ever felt that way? Have you ever done something and thought, and just felt the, the weight and the burden of the shame and the guilt of what you'd done. I wonder if maybe you feel you've let God down. I know lots of people who've gone away from God and, and perhaps spent time with God before. Maybe they used to attend church and read their Bible and pray and, and talked as if they were followers of Jesus, but then have just allowed that to slide and and now they find themselves a long way away from God and, and maybe feeling a little bit like Peter felt, like, ah, oh, such a height, such a depth, such a width that I, I don't know if I can even get back. Well, there's hope for you. There's hope for us all, actually, because we all need to come back. We're all, uh, the Bible tells us, we're all fallen human beings. We all fail often. Uh, but here's the good news. Jesus could have brought Peter uh, uh, to a courtroom. He didn't. He could have had it out with him in private. He didn't. Bible simply tells us when Jesus rose again and met with the disciples, he took Peter out for breakfast. And he sat down with him and he cooked him breakfast. And over breakfast, he said, do you love me? Peter said, I do love you. I wonder if you need to sit down with Jesus again and have a conversation. It won't be the conversation with the judge. It won't be a conversation with an angry and bitter Lord. But a friend who deeply desires to reconnect with you. As Peter and Jesus had this conversation, the relationship was restored. The guilt was forgiven. The burden was lifted. The height, the depth and the width of this failure was removed from Peter's shoulders. And Peter was able to breathe again, smile again and come back. We love great comeback stories and Peter has the great comeback story because he probably failed Jesus in a way that uh, would have really crippled most people. But, but he met, he encountered Jesus and he came back from that dark place in the forgiveness and in the love and in the grace of Jesus. And he went on to become a great early church apostle, leader of the church. I want to tell you, you can come back. If you feel that you've let anyone down, if you feel you've let God down, if you feel like your history, your record is too high, too wide, too deep, you can come back too. You can get up and you can fight again. You may, have, you may feel like Abraham Lincoln and Tyson Fury felt and think, oh no, no, it's too much for me. I'm, I'm in too dark a place. But the wonderful thing about the Holy Spirit is he can come into your room today, into your life today, and he can light up your darkness, and he can lead you out of that place and into a breakfast with Jesus. 
you can sit down with Jesus and remember and find that he is indeed the Messiah. The purpose he came was to save you from those dark places. He is the son of the living God. He's, he's not just a good man, a prophet, a teacher. He's God in flesh and he wants a relationship to be restored with you. I, I love this passage written by the Apostle Paul in the book of Romans and chapter 8. It says this, can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? <laughs> no, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither fears for today or worries for tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in earth below, indeed nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. You know, the greatest lie you could believe is that there's something about you or in you or in your past that is big enough to separate you from God forever. The truth is, nothing can separate you from the love of God forever. If you come to Jesus, the Bible simply says in faith, trusting in him, sit down with him, unburden your heart. He'll forgive, he'll clean your, your heart, he'll wash you clean. The Bible simply says he will move every obstacle necessary to get to you and I and to be part of our lives so we can be part of his world and his kingdom and his life also. If you think there's something in you that's too big, I'll I promise you it's not. Nothing is bigger than Jesus. Nothing is greater than his love. And uh, I have found in my own life that in the things I felt burdened and guilty and ashamed of, when I felt like Peter, when I have brought those things to Jesus, and when I have unburdened myself of them in prayer, I have found his grace has met me. His grace can meet you too. I want to give you some encouragement from Peter's story this week. You can make a comeback. Wherever you are today, you can make a comeback. I love a great comeback story. Can I pray for you? Dear Jesus, if there's anybody watching this short message today and they feel maybe a little bit like Tyson Fury or Abraham Lincoln or maybe like Peter, like they've gone through some real dark times or are in dark times, maybe they feel their failure is too much for you to forgive. Would you reach out to them right now? Would you extend your grace and your love and your presence into their world and light it up? May each person experience tangibly your presence right now. May they feel your forgiveness and your mercy as they humble themselves before you. May we hear great stories now of comebacks because today 
they have made the decision to return to you. In Jesus' name I ask it. Amen. Amen. Hey, see you next time. Goodbye.